Hello there. This episode should have been released uh, a few days ago, but uh, after recording it and listening to myself, my perfectionist nature made me delete everything and decide to not post it. And now I'm facing that nature again and deciding, you know what, I'm not giving up to my perfectionist nature, I will do this, I will record it, I will go through it, even if it's not perfect, even if there are, um, you know, self-criticism that says you have a lot of errors, you have a lot of mistakes, and, you know, it's, it's, um, it's an inner struggle with yourself when you are a perfectionist, but you know what, you lose some and you win many, don't lose many, don't win some, win many. Um, I got a lot of feedback throughout the period of time since I started the podcast and you have no idea how heartwarming and encouraging all of it is. Now, um, I did mention before that if you have feedback, please post it on the podcast's page on Apple Music or rather Apple Podcast. Uh, because it helps me a lot, and I get to see it every time I go to the podcast page. But really, I appreciate it so much. I'm so thankful for all the positive feedback. Now, one feedback that actually it helped, and I took it into consideration, was the music in the podcast. Specifically, in the last episode, and on the 15-minute to 16-minute marks, the music was very loud, almost distracting, so I'm taking it into consideration. I will um, focus on the music, make it, you know, more in the background and not in your face, you know. So, yeah. Now, let's start this episode. Initially, I had in mind that if I record something or talk about the subject, I have to present it, uh, present the problems that come along with it, and then offer a solution. But you know what? That shouldn't always be the case. It's enough to talk about it and think about it and, you know, maybe offer an alternative way of thinking, maybe... And how do I articulately say this? Maybe maybe present it in a way that it's on your mind, but you weren't able to untangle it and see it and present it to you in that manner. And, well, let's talk about uh, something I believe all of us go through. When you get your education and then whatever it is or whatever the level of that education is when you get it and then go on to get a job and you know you realize realize that the adult life is not as glamorous as you might have thought or that people are still as lost as you are and there is something missing there is um, no sense of fulfillment there isn't um, let's say it in a funny way there is no leveling up and uh, reaching 
rewards and then moving on to the next level and you know unlocking new features all the fun stuff it's just you know working uh, day in and day out uh, at a job you might not even care about and the hours are long and exhausting and you then then you start to question your existence you start to question and ask yourself is this it is this my life and then you might it's quite possible you might end up looking at others who appear to be living their lives doing things that they love and care about or doing things that you wish had chosen um, or got to pick up as a career path and do but yeah you're stuck there doing something that you might care about by circumstances rather than by choice Uh, you didn't choose to be here or care about um, whatever it is that you have to do but you do it because it's your livelihood you need this to survive to keep your quality of life at um, a good level or maybe even an excellent level or um, you know a mediocre level let's say whichever it is the case for you but the thing is um, there is more I, I'd like to think that there is more to life than just that and that there is nobility in trying to pursue the beyond and by the beyond I mean what's beyond what society and uh, you know the things that you are put into because you didn't decide to do anything about them the things that society deemed good enough you know get uh, get get an education get a job and there you go you're good enough there you're fine as a cog in a machine just you know working the hours 9 to 5 day in and day out for 30 40 years and then you can retire then see if you don't do anything about it and i'm sorry for the existential crisis again i know i did mention that in another episode if you don't do anything about it that might end up all there is for you in life you might end up at the end of the road and not the end of your life the end of your career road rather thinking I wasted 30 years for nothing. Now, let's not be dark and gloomy. Let's talk about alternatives that may enrich your life, may give you a better quality of existence, and possibly offer alternative ways that you can, you know, spend your life, or rather spend your days doing. Um... So, usually someone who works at a job that they don't like or a job that's, you know, exhausting mentally or physically or both, or even exhausting on a psyche level, um, you don't have the energy or the desire to do the things that you care about or love, the things that you wish you could 
turn into something beyond a hobby. And if I would say what's the title of this episode, Beyond a Hobby would be a close estimation. Now, if you could do something you love professionally, what would it be? Let's say that's the question you are presented with. Usually, and maybe this is not this is not the case for everyone, usually when you get asked that question, you don't take it seriously enough and you don't think about it seriously enough, then you would think about a few possible ideas, kind of like daydreaming, and you would be like, well, I would love to design clothes, or I would love to be a graphic designer, or a photographer, or a writer. Um, What other examples are there? Or maybe... uh, be a musician in a rock band Um, there are others maybe a game developer Um, I have have, um, that might be my answer Um, or a 3D modeler Um, anyway the examples are many you get the point now when you ask that question and you offer so many ideas or so many thoughts you don't think about them seriously enough to say you know what I want one of them and here's the thing when you take it seriously you don't think about what it is you want to do because you love it but rather you think about the steps that you have to take to do that thing that you might maybe one day be able to actually do and not only daydream about Um, let's give an example and this is something I'm doing And I still don't think I might do it professionally one day, but, you know, at least I'm doing the steps in front of me. Um, 3D modeling. Um, Basically, you sculpt in 3D and stuff like that. So, let's say you pick that one. Now, when you pick it seriously and you think about the question, what would you like to do if you could, seriously, then you would be like, I'll have to practice. I'll have to... um, take the time and the energy and accept that it's going to be frustrating and I'm going to be terrible at it for a long time Um, and most likely I'll spend most of the time just doing it as a hobby or something to pass the time with with no reward just doing it and Maybe a more broad and relatable example would be drawing or photography. Let's say you want to be a professional photographer. You would be like, then I'll have to invest in a good camera. I'll have to understand um, the rules of photography. Let's say um, the composition. Let's say the lighting, the the contrast, um, the focal points and you know, you would understand the science behind it rather than just the aesthetic, uh, eye-pleasing part of it. Because, um, and lighting, sorry, I, I, I know that I had something in mind when I said photography and uh, components. Yeah, and lighting. So, you would take those things into consideration. You would, um, let's say, you would be following uh, photographers, see what they do, understand what they do, Um, beyond just the presented uh, photographs and you would even be able to recognize each um, uh, artist's work and be like 
this kind of photography is by this famous person and that kind of photography is by that uh, person. Um, you get the idea. A better example might be music with, um, let's say, um, for example, Beethoven. Once you say Beethoven, you know what kind of music I'm talking about. So you would understand the ins and outs and um, uh, the world of that profession, let's say. So anyway, let's retract to you at your job, which is exhausting you. And you do it, but it's not really... You don't feel like it's your calling. Now, one trick I think might help is that... Um, how do I say this? Um, because it's, um, it's not something I usually say in English. You don't give it of your heart. Basically, you don't invest your emotional and um, psychological energy into it basically you preserve those and it takes I would say m mental discipline to be able to do that so your job is demanding and exhausting and there are at least three people who are pissed off at you for it let's say for example um, if you get invested and you pour your heart into it you will be drained you will be you know going back home just wanting to sleep and even on the weekend you just want to relax you have no desire to do anything else now not giving it from your heart not pouring your heart into it and doing just um, becoming practical basically be good at it do the job and then some more but save your um, mental and psychological energy and preserve it don't pour it into your work um, that'll that will enable you to let's say you go back home at 5 6 p.m that will enable you to at least look forward to starting working on your hobby future profession let's say and um, it's not a clear path and it's not even a certain path you might never be able to turn it into a profession things might happen but let's not go there yet nothing in life is certain and life is paved with uncertainty and risk and the thing about stepping out of the comfort of giving up to just doing what you have to do. You have to just stay at your 9 to 5 job and never um, do things others don't do. The thing about it is that it's a comfort zone. And the longer you stay in it, it doesn't get more comfortable, only... It becomes like quicksand sucking you down and making it harder to get out of it. Making you feel, and I hate this word, rather I hate the idea behind it, not the word itself because the word expresses. I, it makes you a defeatist. You start to make things harder on yourself. You start to say, that will never work. It's impossible it's so hard the, the obstacles are too many and I cannot take them 
it's not worth it. See, you become a defeatist. Um, so, trying to go towards a different path, rather a path that you care about, something that you find a meaning in. You, you, there's a voice inside you that says, I feel a calling in this thing, you know? Going there is stepping out of your comfort zone. And naturally, um, you shouldn't just quit your job and then go do that other thing. No. Um, to step out of your comfort zone does not mean complete abandonment. Rather, not even partial ab abandonment. But you have to be smart about it. And you have to put in the work and effort and um, not just be um, choosing the easy path. Um, I'm trying to phrase it in a better way. So you are already exhausted, you know. You can't do more. You want to... Most of your day is taken away from you already. And you've already dealt with so many people who make you just... Ugh, you know. <laughs> and then when you get, get back home, you need to unwind. You need... You need to make up for the time that was taken away from you and even if you desire to get into something else practice let's say it's not in you you can't it's not that you don't want to it's that you can't but also the thing about can't is that you can and um, that doesn't make sense but let me rephrase or make more sense when you decide, and you have to decide way before you you finish your job and get back home and you're already drained, you have to decide a week before that or maybe a month before that. Mentally prepare yourself, psychologically prepare yourself and be like, you know what, it's the start of a new month. I'm going to save up my mental energy and my psychological energy and... Uh, not let work exhaust me there at least not let it eat at me and so you go to work and then a lot of emails a lot of meetings a lot of people are talking to you and demanding work from you all right i'll do it i'll do this and that and the other thing and some more i'll do it all but then you build up your wall and not let them affect your uh, emotions or um, self-thought process and just take it as in you know what I'm just someone doing a job here it's not me it's not personal it could be someone else taking my place and it will be exactly the same thing these are work criterias that need to be done it's not because of me it's not a personal thing and then you preserve your mental energy and uh, you don't get worked up. And then let's say it doesn't really go well the first week, for example. But the next week, you're already practicing to do that. And that's the thing about practice. Anything you practice, you get good at. So the next week comes along and someone tosses coffee at you, spills coffee on you, and then you have 10 emails, 20 meetings, 30 people yelling at you. You're already at peace with it. You're like, you know what? 
hmm, what am I going to have for dinner, <laughs> you know? And also think, man, I can't wait to practice the thing that I want to practice when I get back home. Or maybe, and let's, let's stay with the examples that you can practice at home. I know some fields you have to practice outside of home. But um, let's stay with one. Uh, let's stay with one example, so we don't uh, uh, sidetrack. So you think like that. You think I can't wait to get out of work and do the thing that I'm waiting to practice. And here's the thing: because it's something that you find a calling in, you find a sense of purpose, and you're excited about it, or rather, you're excited about the idea of it. When you get back home, you would want to practice it. You would be willing to put yourself through something unpleasant for a fulfilling, or rather for a rewarding future. An example, let's say you get back home and you start practicing, watching a few tutorials, learning some um, science and the subject that you are interested in. Now... You, w- you would be willing to do those things because there is a goal that you've set for yourself, a goal that you desire to reach one day. Um, another thing you do need, actually two things, but let's address them one after the other. You need patience. That's the first thing. Um, rather, the second thing. You need patience. And you need to be okay with the fact that it will take time and that you might be bad at it at first. And this is also, it goes into the ego, as I mentioned in a previous episode. You have to be accepting of yourself and your flaws and your not good work um, because it's practice. It's something that that you're doing to get better. Um, The third thing you need is discipline. And you have, actually, maybe you do have an idea. I owe so much to discipline, and I think motivation gets so much credit for what discipline does. Um, An example of discipline is when you don't feel like doing something, and you're exhausted, and you don't want to do anything, maybe, but you go and do it anyway. And discipline doesn't come immediately, it doesn't you're like you're not just sitting there listening to some guy rambling on a podcast and you'd be you know what i decide i'm going to be a disciplined person and bam you're disciplined no discipline comes through practice and discipline um it's it's like forging yourself the longer you forge it the stronger it becomes and then it serves you The thing about discipline, when you see someone who's disciplined, it's not that they are enduring against their nature and that's it. No, they trained themselves until they became disciplined and now discipline is doing the heavy lifting for them. And uh, I've I've felt it. I've, I've gone through it in so many things. Let's say you don't feel like going to the gym. But you've been going to the gym for five years, for example. You will drive. You will go to your car, um, get your clothes ready, go to your car, turn the engine on, and drive. You're still not feeling like going to the gym. You reach the gym. 
you turn off the engine. You don't want to get out of the car. And let's say take five minutes, but then you get out of the car. You're already here. You're not going to drive back home. You enter the gym. You get on a treadmill. You still don't want to do the workout, but the discipline is pushing you. And then you start doing a workout. And here's the thing about why I said discipline doesn't come easy and it comes after practice. You might not even actively be thinking of what workout to do. But because you're disciplined, you already know what you can do or what you have to do. And then you just pick up the weights, not thinking about them and just do them. And you might go through a full workout or in this example of pursuing something meaningful, a full session of practice. You might go through a full one without feeling like doing it, but wow, you already did the work. You already went through a full session and you didn't feel like it. How? Well, discipline. (laughs) Now, the last thing I want to speak about uh, in this subject before finishing this episode is, um, so there's there, there might be a thought on your mind that says, well, there is no guarantee I might even make it in this uh, meaningful uh, calling that I want to pursue. I might not ever make it in it. See, the thing is, just the fact that you allowed yourself to do something you care about and you do something that is meaningful to you, it is soul enriching. It makes you feel a sense of fulfillment in your life. And the difference between something you choose that gives you this feeling of fulfillment and something that you don't choose but is... uh, forced upon you is well think about it you didn't choose the first one you didn't choose that but you try to seek a a sense of um, achievement in it you try to feel good about yourself in it but you don't really care about it it's there because well it's there you didn't want it you didn't desire it and if there were better options then you would go for them and when you pick a calling and you do it even if it doesn't lead somewhere um, financially profitable it still fulfills you it fill, it still gives you um, it adds it adds it adds sense um, to your life um, I don't mean sense it adds purpose to your life it adds I uh, it adds soul to your life. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but here's the thing. That's beyond that as well. By teaching yourself to become disciplined and patient and become able to pursue something outside of you know, becoming being a cog in a machine, is that because you sculpted yourself you dis- you've disciplined yourself you can pick something else as well if in the future you decided that well this is not for me and you found something else that you find passion in well you're already tailored to be able to pursue um, the next thing 
So let's say photography isn't for you. Um, 3D modeling is for you, and I just, but let's go with that. Well, you're already someone who blocks the negativity and pressure from work, and um, you're someone who's patient, and you're someone who's disciplined and is capable of going uh, long hours of practice, and has you're someone who has the patience to wait and be okay with not having uh, uh, good results in the present and you're someone who's okay with waiting until um, you get good at it to see good results you know then when you change from photography to 3d sculpting you'll be patient you'll be disciplined if you find out that that isn't for you as well and you want to go pursue drawing for example well you're someone who's disciplined and patient and you know the cycle goes on and even if you don't find a career path in one of those things, um, you find a sense of fulfillment in them. And you might actually find a career path. We are living in such a great time that anything you do, if you do it long enough and you become good enough at it, you can make a living out of it. But, and I've already mentioned this, you don't just jump out of your comfort zone and burn the bridges behind you. No, you remain in that comfort zone and you step out of it every now and then until the next the thing that's outside of your comfort zone, the adventure, becomes comfortable enough that you can stay in it. And basically it means when, you, when your new thing, your newfound passion becomes something that um, earns you profit and it earns you financial stability then voila you you can you know step out of your comfort zone now because this is your new comfort zone um, and um, I might have tracked this long enough uh, here's the thing when you ad when you adopt this mentality of not being shackled down this mentality of the the ability to go out and try things outside of um, the area that you know you're you're imprisoned in you can pursue things beyond just hobbies or um, passions turned into profit you could be able you, you you will be someone who's able to even pursue higher education but i'm not going there yet because that has a lot of other criterias that um, you know go beyond just the subject I mentioned. You can be someone who can pursue a job outside of your city, for example. You can you can be someone who can pursue um, a career shift. You can be someone. Actually, I I I think you can be someone who has solid grounds. Let's say. Because if I keep mentioning uh, single examples, I, I don't, uh, I feel like I drift away too much. Anyway, this subject and this episode, I feel like it dragged long enough. Thank you for listening. And uh, really, again, as I mentioned at the start, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your support. If you rate this episode, or rather if you rate the podcast, if you subscribe, um, if you send me messages, really, thank you so much. It's 
It is what encourages me to keep going. I'll talk to you next time. Take care.